My name is Kevin Lutchman and we are currently backstage once again at Lutchman Studios and this is Backstage with Kevin Lutchman. This is a podcast talking about lifestyle, music, photography and all things creative. Guys, welcome to Backstage with Kevin Lutchman. Hey guys, my name's Kevin Lutchman and we're here backstage at Lutchman Studios and today in the chair I have got Mr. Dejan Obradovich, <laughs> who is an international fashion model, travels around the world doing fashion shoots and also fashion weeks and stuff like that. So we're just going to have a little chat with him today, talk about his journey, any obstacles that he found and kind of obviously what he's doing now at this current situation of COVID. Welcome Dejan. Welcome, welcome indeed. How are you? Hanging in there, man. Hanging in Hanging there. In there crazy, crazy world. So, um, really just wanted to start off by, um, you know, for any of the guys that don't know who you are, you're a fashion model. Yeah. Um, really just talking about your journey to how you became a fashion model, because you've been doing it now for several years. So, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, how did you first start out, you know, and really just the journey of, did you know much about the industry before, you know, was yeah. Being a model, was that something you wanted to be or was there anything <laughs> else in mind that you wanted to do? Um, right, I'll take you back. It's probably been about, I've probably been doing it for about 10 years now. And um, if you was to ask me, had I had wanted to be a model, I'd probably say no. I had no experience about modeling. I didn't know anyone in the modeling industry whatsoever. Um, basically how, how I got into it was that I got scouted. So um, I went uni, I did the whole like traditional thing of going to uni, I got a degree. Uh, I graduated in finance and accounting. And okay. um, I went around the US, I did like this massive road trip with uh, three of my best friends and uh, we drove from like East Coast America to uh, the West Coast. So we went from New York to San Fran. Was this before modeling? Yeah, this is before modeling. So like I graduated from uni, Mm -hmm. Uh, we took this break out to sort of like chill out and do this like massive trip. And then when we got back, uh, we all started applying for graduate jobs. And um, like when we got back, obviously we spent like tons of money out in the US. My old manager, I used to work in retail. Uh, So I worked for Kurt Geiger and and used to work in the Topshop concession, the one that we was talking about that's okay. uh, just gone under, the one in uh, Oxford Circus. So uh, my old manager messaged me and he was like, listen, like, your job's still there if you want it, like, while you find yourself a graduate job. And me being me, I kind of wanted to go back and do something. So I was like, do you know what? Yeah, I'll come back. And then uh, I started applying for jobs reluctantly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in um, the field that you were studying? Yeah, right? I was trying to like, I, I, I sent out a few applications in like finance and accounting. And I mean, like at the time, I didn't really feel like I was ready or I really wanted to, but it was just like the next step in life, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So um, I was working retail and uh, I served this woman uh, and she got talking to me and she was like, who do you model for? And at the time I was a bit like her. Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I knew no one in the modeling industry, like didn't know anything about it. If you didn't ask me, do no modeling whatsoever. Dude, beforehand. none, none, none whatsoever. Um, like growing up in school, um, a few of the boys used to be like, oh, like 
Deezer model, like mm. Medellia, whatever else. That used to be like a sort of like a little jokey nickname, but I mean like never no experience. And then, um, yeah, I was serving this lady and she was like, who do you model for? And at the time I was like, what, like, what are you want about? So uh, I was like, I'm not a model. I've just like graduated from uni. Um, and like, I'm basically here sort of like applying for jobs. And she was like, no, like what agency are you with? And I was like, what? So at the time I was like, like what's going on here? She was like, oh, I'm not trying to tap you up. Like I'm just like interested because basically like I'm a scout. So I was like, okay. And I was like, like genuinely, I'm not a model. Like don't know anything about modeling. She's like, well, I work for this agency, blah, blah, blah. Like we've got a bunch of like guys, girls. Uh, we think, well, I think you'd be able to do like a fair bit of work for us, like mm -hmm. whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. Have you got a business card? Yeah. And she was like, looking for a person. She was like, oh, I don't actually. And I was like, okay, she's a hustler, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she was like, no, 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 I'm just on a day off, like blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, cool. And then she was like, give me a bit of till paper and like, I'll write my contact details. So I was like, all right. I didn't really think nothing of it. And then um, I went home that evening and I was like, okay, cool. Like, so I must've went on the website mm. and um, the agency was Nevs. So I went on the website and I was like, okay, this looks legit. Like maybe she weren't a hustler. So um, I sort of like looked through the boys and I was like, okay, like there was dudes that were like on like, you, you know, on like their portfolio, yeah. like website, like first card I saw, like there was a dude, he had like a campaign for like Armani and I was mm. like, okay, cool. This is all like legit shit. Yeah. Sorry to swear. Now you can. Um, so I was like, all right, cool, sweet. And then um, I called her on like my next day off and I was like, hey, Caroline um, or Carolyn, Caroline. Um, it was like, it's Dejan, we met at Topshop, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, I remember. She's like, are you coming in to see us? So I was like, well, I've got the day off. And she was like, well, come in and come and meet the team. Mm -hmm. So uh, I walked up to King's Road and um, like that's, that's where their offices used to be. And I sort of walked in and I walked into this agency and I was a bit like, shit, man, like, really like sort of overwhelmed by it all. And then, um, I met the director of the agency first and he was like, he was lovely as like, to be honest, he's, he's always been that kind of person. He was like really warm, really cool, really chilled. And um, sort of like met the team and they were basically like, yeah, we'll take you on. And I was like, okay, cool. And yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so what are you doing with the rest of your day? And I was like, uh, nothing. And they were like, well, we've got this casting for you. Um, we're gonna do some like Polaroids of you up on a rooftop. And then yeah. we've got this casting that you can go to. So even then I was like, what's a casting? So I imagine said, even when they was like, she was like, oh, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a booker. He was like, booking yeah, like, what? Booking what, man? <laughs> Bro, like, I, honestly, like, I was so far removed from this industry. Like, I had no idea. Yeah. So then anyway, um, they took a few Polaroids on the rooftop and then they were like, do you know how to, like, walk? And I was like, what? Like, what is going on here? And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah, like... And they were like, no, fashion walk. And I was like, oh, right. I was like, no, I don't. And then um, they basically gave me a quick, like, Tutorial. masterclass on the rooftop. <laughs> and they were like, right, off you go. And um, the first casting that I went to was for, like, a London Fashion Week, London College of Fashion, whatever it was. And I remember getting to, it was, like, near Shaftesbury Avenue in Central. Yeah. And I got there. I found the address. And literally, there were, like, hundreds of people outside. And I was like what on earth is going on here? Yeah, yeah. So like queuing, queuing, and then obviously like queuing for hours, 
finally get to the front and I walk in this room and it's literally like a judging panel, man. There was like probably about seven, eight, like seven, eight like people sitting there. Um, and they were like, right, can you walk to the other side of the room? So bro, me being like that naive back then, <laughs> I was so fresh, bro. I was just like, oh, right. So I literally like, imagine I started here. I was like, oh, they want me to walk to the other side of the room. So yeah. I walked to the other side of the room thinking like they wanted to be standing. They were like, no, can you walk to the other side of the room like catwalk style? Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so bro, I basically just like walked to the other side, came back and I just left. And yeah, I was yeah. like, that didn't go too well, did it? But, um, so that was on the first day. That was day one. Yeah, day and that one. was the same day where they invited you to the offices. Yeah. Just yeah, thrown in the deep end. Just basically. thrown in the deep end, man. And that was literally like the perfect sort of like description of it. I got thrown into the deep end and I'd like to think that I sort of like swam, but I think I just yeah. drowned on that day one, man. I was so, like restart. Yeah, so then something like that. So then obviously was that then when the journey of being a model happens or was that kind of like... Did you go back to Topshop and you like, no, I don't want to do this again because of that sort of yeah. situation, what you had, you know? No, nah, do you know what? I wasn't like, I wasn't put off by it. It was just more like my, it was my naivety, like one of them ones. And mm. I was like, all right, cool. Next time I go to a catwalk casting, fashion yeah, casting, yeah. I'll obviously just know what to do, like yeah, from the yeah. get-go. Um, and then I think the next casting I went to was probably for like, it was a shoot for something mm. um, and that went a bit better and yeah. then like little by little you sort of started gaining experience. So at this time was you still working part-time in Topshop? Yeah, or? do you know what? I think for the first sort of like three months uh, I was trying to juggle the both because like um, I was doing like Kurt Geiger Topshop sort of like part-time anyway. Um, and to be fair, like the manager was like golden. So like he's let me sort of like move around my shifts when I needed to and whatever else. Mm -hmm. uh, so like when I did get bookings, like I used to just tell him and he'd be like, cool, instead of working a Tuesday, work the Thursday. Yeah. And like we got on by with it. But then when I started um, doing like a few more regulars, um, like e-com clients and whatever else, like people that were shooting sort of like two, three times a week, it became a bit more of an issue and then by the end of it I sort of cut down my hours and uh, yeah just it's went down to a zero hour contract and kind of stopped working there man. And that's when you just went full time with the modelling and then just what did you just find kind of from then different jobs started happening and then yeah do you know what like um, I feel like I was kind of like lucky to get into like regular clients from early doors um, I remember like one of one of the first clients I started working with was Mr. Porter and that was like when Mr. Porter sort of like first launched. Yeah. And then um, I started doing a few days at uh, My Wardrobe, which was like another e-com client. Uh, mm -hmm. They were based down in Camden. And then um, like little by little, I just started picking up clients and then that kind of kept my schedule like Monday to Friday. Yeah. Um, so obviously you said that the first casting that you had was the fashion for a fashion show. Yeah, that was a sort. fail, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second one was for a photo shoot. So yeah. then that's kind of going to lead me into the next question. Like, you know, how is how do you find the difference between doing a fashion show compared to like, you know, standing in front of a camera? Yeah. You know, because obviously they're two completely different things. You're still being used as the model. But, you know, is there sort of like things that you prefer doing and things that you don't prefer doing? Like, you know, what's, what's your um, the things you like and don't like about, you know, the two different... Uh, things. Do you know what? Like, 
To be fair, I'd probably say getting a nice like mixture of both like works well for me. Mm. I like being involved in like in both sides of it. I think with like photo shoots, photo shoots are a bit more kind of like individual. Generally, it's just like you as the model, or maybe like there might be like another guy on set or a girl on set. Yeah, uh, it's a bit more sort of like intimate with the teams. Whereas like fashion shows, there's probably about I don't know like 30, 40, 50 odd people like in terms of just guy models. Yeah, and it's just like, like a big buzz, week. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's it's insane, man. But like. Like you said, there's a lovely buzz about it, even though like sort of a few days beforehand in terms of like the castings and like the fittings, mm. they tend to be a bit to think, more was, stressful. Was that how we first met? Because um, do you know what I was thinking about? I'm just like, in, in my head I was thinking <laughs> that. Obviously, you know, we've known each other many years, mm. you know, like we've known each other since, you know, I was working with Tony and Guy and of course we've worked in fashion weeks, we've worked on photo shoots together, but I was actually just trying to think, I was like, how did I even meet you? Do like, you know what? I think I think I do actually remember. I think I first met you. Uh, you were right. It was at Tony and Guy when um, you guys had a casting for something at the uh, Tottenham Court Road okay, like Academy, or yeah. whatever it was. And I think that was like the first time I met you. And like, to be fair, you was like pretty cool. And um, and then I think I met you again at a um, at another casting. And then I bumped into you one time when um, Arsenal won. I think Arsenal won the FA Cup. Oh, really? Do you remember this? <laughs> Arsenal won the, I know, I know you're not massively into football, but like um, Arsenal won the FA Cup final and I was somewhere in, I think it was like Hackney or somewhere. We was out, like, I was out drinking with a few of my boys and you was walking by and uh, we ended up having a conversation out on the road. Do you remember this? No. No, this was uh, well, Was this in an evening, was it? Yeah, like it was sort of like early evening. Um, like somewhere near sort of like Hag Haggerston ways, okay. like around there. And I saw you then, and then I think you trimmed up my hair once, and then since then, like, sort of like we always stayed in touch, and then you obviously always looked after me because, like, he was giving me the sickest haircuts, uh, <laughs> always taming my hair. Um, and then, yeah, man, we've just always stayed in touch, and I think this is like eight, nine years later, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, like, obviously, like, you know compared to what you know talking even about fashion weeks you know to how it was compared to what it's like now you know oh. just just crazy crazy but um you know obviously your lifestyle is very very different you know you don't work your nine till five you know like mm. one week you could be absolutely flat out you know with doing your you know if you're having castings you might have castings throughout the day in one side of london to another side of yeah. london so you know, tell us about, you know, that sort of side of things, because I imagine like a lot of people will see you in the front cover of a magazine or you on um, I don't know, an e-commerce website and think, oh, my God, that's so sick. It's cool that you're yeah. a model. But then obviously there's the other side of modeling that people don't, don't see, see, like the traveling, like the late nights, you know, like, you know, I can only imagine like being spoken to like shit, you know, like literally just spoken to like a mannequin, like you're nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then imagine the other side to it is. You know, you've probably, and I'm sure we've had conversations about this before, about like experiences where you've been, let's just say, put out your comfort zone, but not in the right manner, whether mm. you, you're getting asked to do something a bit uncomfortable that you're like, hold on a minute, like, what did I sign myself up for, you know? Yeah, do you know what, like, obviously people have this perception that obviously like modeling is like great. And don't get me wrong, like, I feel like if you're a working model, it 
it is wicked because the lifestyle it kind of affords you like you said you don't work every day but you know you make you can make enough money or good money to sort of like get by mm-hmm. uh, you travel around and all the rest of it but it's more so that um, a lot of it's very sort of like last minute you know mm. so it's very hard to sort of like make plans with like with anyone with your loved ones or like family or whatever I feel like a lot of the time it's like if I'm making plans with like people, I'll be like, okay, cool. I'll let you know by six o'clock whether I'm yeah, like, yeah. working the next day. And well, it's the like, same like us. Well, you know, when I said there. to you, I was like, oh, do you fancy like shooting next week? You're like, oh yeah, I'm on option or yeah, you know, I'll let, let me, you know. know. Yeah, um, like or I'm good for it unless like something comes in last minute. Uh, I'll obviously let you know like the day before. Blah mm. blah blah. But um, yeah, I just think in terms of like the general, like the general day to day you kind of feel like you're on standby a lot because, I mean, it's not it's not down to you. Obviously, agencies are chasing up clients, but then mm. clients don't know whether, like, clothes have arrived or not, like, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, like, sometimes you will get a heads up of, like, a booking in advance, like, yeah. more so for, like, a bigger shoot, like a campaign shoot or whatever else. But in terms of, like, a day-to-day client, like an e-com client, it's very much sort of, like, last minute, whereas, you know, they all they might book you like lunchtime or something for the following day or sometimes like the agency might check you in at like four o'clock, five o'clock or mm. tell you at six o'clock, oh, you've got a casting tomorrow. So like, it's one of those industries where you kind of just always got to be available. Yeah. Um, you got, it's, it's difficult to like really plan something. Oh man, like, do you know what? Like, you can't um, be like, oh yeah, you know, like next week let's link up at this time because it's like something yeah, like coming there's, in. There's no as you're saying, as a, like, as a freelance model, um, well, not a freelance model, but obviously, you know, you're an agency. But it's it's difficult to say no to something, especially if something's going to pay you a lot of money. Yeah. And you don't, like I said, you're not a nine till five. You don't get your paycheck at the end of every month. Do you know what I mean? It's like you need to be on standby. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think, like, you've you just reminded me of something else. It's like one of the other things that you don't really see is that, you know, we'll we'll do a job today, for example, but you won't see that money for, like, somewhere between like one to three months mm. so you know like you probably won't see that money until like i don't know like april or may yeah, my yeah. like land account of the agency man so um you've got to be sort of like savvy with money as well but then also i kind of feel like once you're working regularly there's always like a flow of money, money coming, coming in, in so yeah. you should be able to get paid sort of like every month yeah but to be fair like um i'm at like i'm at next now and like they do payments like every two weeks. So I mean like if you if you need money, you can always get bank transfers like every two weeks, mm-hmm. which is which is good. But then again, it's down to the client on yeah. how quickly they pay on their terms. And then in regards to obviously, you know, that's that's one part of it. Like you know, talking about like how you're on standby, but like what about any other situations where you've been like either on a shoot or a fashion show where you just you know, any stories that you can share with us that you've had some real, you know, because I can imagine like, you know, as a model, you, you must have millions of stories to tell, you know, like good and bad, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, do you know any what? like good memories or like bad memories, you know? Um, do you know what? Like, I remember like one of, um, one of the early jobs I did, like I said to you, I was so sort of like far removed from this industry. I just didn't get it, man. I just didn't understand like certain things or like, it just didn't seem like, like normal to me and I remember like on one shoot like a photographer was like um can you bring like some speedos and I was like 
I don't own speedos. Like, <laughs> I was like, I've got swim shorts. Swim shorts? I've got some like, board shorts. Like, <laughs> are they cool? But obviously in my mind, I was like, I weren't quite clocking, man. And then like, I remember one of the first sort of like travel jobs I did, I did this wicked job out in, um, in the Maldives and I was there for like 17 days. And like I said to you, man, I was like fresh out. So obviously I lucked out on this job. I was there for 17 days in like paradise, mm. me and my swim shorts. And <laughs> like the art director was like, oh, can you wear these swim, like, can you wear these like speedos around like the pool? And I was like, huh? I was like, I'm all right, man. I've got these like swim shorts yeah. here. And he was like, yeah, but can you just put these speedos on? Cause like, you know, we don't want you to get tan lines. And I was like, oh, it's all right, I'll just roll them up. Yeah. <laughs> but bro, like back then I was just like, I just didn't really get, I weren't thinking about things like tan lines. I was just yeah, like, I'm yeah, not yeah. comfortable wearing like speedos. Yeah, yeah. I don't wear speedos. Yeah, like, what, why would I want to wear yeah, speedos? Yeah, the whole like macho thing, man. It was just like ridiculous, man. But obviously as the years have gone on, you're just like, yeah, cool, man. I get it, like yeah. I'll do that or whatever else, man. Yeah. So obviously that leads me to my next question, like asking, you know, you've traveled around the world, you know, like, as you just said, you, you went to Maldives for mm. work, you know, and for, you know, for many people to have the opportunity to go to a country that's so beautiful like that and yeah. get paid for it, you know, that's just absolutely amazing. So like, you know, where would you say is probably like, you know, one of the top countries that you've been to that you've had like an amazing experience, not necessarily for the job itself, mm. but maybe even, you know, for the country itself, because, you know, like myself, you know, I travel to many countries and there's so much culture and there's so much things that we can learn from different people and different areas we've been to. So, you know, is there anything that you could share with us on that? One or can you let me, can you, can you let me have like five at least? Like look how many countries there are in this world. Um, You can have three, like your top three. Top three. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo. Like Tokyo, and to be fair, like Japan in general, uh, you, you went for work yeah, as well, yeah, didn't yeah. you? And, um, Amazing country. Yeah, it's the such a sick place. Yeah. It's such a sick place. It's, it kind of feels like, it's a, obviously it's a, like, it's a huge city, big city, Tokyo, but it's just so different. Like the way of life is just so different compared yeah. to like what we know in London. Um, I had like two work stints over there and um, it was wicked, man. Like I did two sort of like six week stints and um, just had such a wicked time, man. But it was literally on the flip side, man. Compared to like life in London, you know, mm. everyone in Japan's like very sort of like orderly, and you know, like people will wait. Very at, respectful. Yeah, respectful. Yeah. Whereas like in London, everything's like hundred miles an hour. Mm. You know, like if you see an opportunity to cross the road, you cross the road. Yeah, whereas yeah. like in Japan, like everyone will wait and wait for the green man and whatever else. Um, Man, but I, I've, I found it crazy when I went to Japan, like how I remember when I was staying in Tokyo and um, down the road, I was researching for different gyms around. I don't know if I've told you the story. Yeah, and it was the um, gold gym. I found a gold gym and I was like, oh, wicked, I can join this gold gym. So I went in there and I was like, look, you know, can I um, join the gym for like a week? You know, I'm here on travel. And I was like, yeah, no worries. And then when I went in there, I was like, oh, I'm going to use the gym now. And they turned around and said, do you have indoor shoes? And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you need different shoes to wear in the yeah. gym. And I remember the guy saying to the guy, I was like, no, I haven't. And he, he basically turned around and said to me, I was like, all right, you need to take your shoes off. I took my shoes off and he starts cleaning them in the sink. Mad. Gives them to Mad. me. And like you said, it's just how, how the culture is so different over there. They're so respectful. They're very, I wouldn't say they're militant, but they have their things set in order. So if, if something, 
if you have to do something, you have to do it. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But it's in a, it's they want to do it, not like oh no, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to do it. You know? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like they don't take sort of like too kindly, and I guess it is their culture, man. So like we are sort of like stepping into their sort of like realm, mm. but. Yeah, I, I, I had the same experience to be fair. The whole like gym thing, you yeah. had to like take your shoes off when you came in and um, I didn't have a, a separate pair of gym trainers like, yeah. like, the first time I went. But then um, I think the next time I went, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm gonna just put my trainers in my bag. bag yeah. um, that was, I remember I went to like one um, outdoor like Lido. Um, I think I told you the story as well, man, but like, um, I went in like height of summer I one time and it was lotion. <laughs> bro, it was like absolutely scorching. It was it was literally like 36 degrees. And you know like city heat's obviously different yeah. to like being on the coast, man. And um like a few of us sort of like gathered around and we were like, cool, let's go and chill at this like outdoor swimming pool. And you know, we was all like international. Yeah. So like we're just there, like, yeah, sick, we're gonna go have this sick time chill by the pool. And we get there. And first things first, like one guy's got um, one guy's got a tattoo. Oh yeah, yeah, of course you're not so, allowed to tattoo. Yeah, so the shows, tattoo yeah. wasn't like cool, so you had to cover it up, and it was either like you cover it with a plaster or like a bandage or whatever. Yeah. And then um, like we got in, obviously like no earrings, no piercings, no nothing like that. Found it a bit strange, innit? But like whatever, innit? So then we're sitting in there, and it's like cooking. We're literally cooking, Kev. And I must have brought some sun cream. So there's me, like, get my, my like, sun lotion out and I'm there, like, squirting it. <laughs> like, trying to, like, lotion myself up. And I see this lifeguard, he's, like, mil like he's militant. He's, like, blowing his whistle, like, <laughs> like, gang nuts. He's, like, waving me down like a plane. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, I'm not doing nothing wrong, innit? Because obviously, in my eyes, I was like, I'm not doing anything yeah. wrong. So I'm looking behind me, like, thinking, like, what's going on behind me? And the dude's, like, literally coming closer and he's going to me, like, no. No, like no sun cream. And I'm like, huh? I was like, bro, it's fucking scorching. <laughs> and he's just like, no, no sun cream. And obviously the whole thing was like, he didn't want you to wash it off in the pool yeah, and like yeah. whatever else. And like, just but those it's, little it's things, true, man. Though, but like, yeah, it all makes sense. Yeah. Like when you break it down and you take a moment to actually think, you're like, yeah, that makes sense, man. But yeah. obviously at a time I'm like, dude, you're crazy, man. It's scorching, like you want me to cook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but. Like other than that, man, it's such a it's such a beautiful culture, man. Like the people are lovely. Um, had a wicked time there, man. Yeah. Um, another one, obviously the US. Me and you, yeah, I think me and you like think back to the US like every time we see each other. Um, right. It's it's just like oh, what are you what what are you more of, East Coast or West Coast? I don't know. I mean, to be honest, with you like, I love them for different things. Mm. And I guess, you know, I love the East Coast, like, you know, New York, Philadelphia, because it still brings a little bit of London back to town. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I just, I love cities, but then, you know, LA, there's just something, it's LA's just so chilled, so chilled and just relaxed and beautiful. And like, I don't know, I find with LA as well, because, you know, I just find that a lot of people in LA kind of want to look after themselves. You know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they like that gym vibe. Do you know what I mean? You know, like eating healthy and all healthy, that and the other. But I don't know, like, I need to go back there again. I've forgotten. Yeah, I've do you know what, now. man? I miss I miss it so much, man. Like the whole the whole travel thing, man. I think you feel the same as me. Like when mm. you're so used to sort of like flying around the world and going to places here and there, like sometimes for like weekends, sometimes for like a couple of days, or mm. like you know, like sometimes I used to go and stay for like a week, like a month or six weeks or mm. whatever it was, man. 
And I think like, obviously now in this current moment, man, like you just realize how much like you actually to value that. Yeah, it? yeah. Um, but it, yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. I just think, like you said, like how we, we took it for granted and now it's just been taken away from us and it just seems like some sort of distant memory. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's difficult for me to gauge like actually, what was it like being on a plane and like having that buzz, you know? Yeah, and just like, getting in like without any issues like now like when you think about traveling it just feels like stress in it so what about you then so east coast or west coast east or west obviously the climate of west but you know what i think overall i'd say east like yeah. new york for me oh man you're like give me your shoes now uh, do you know what honestly like new york for me is such a wicked city and it's it's one of them places where, obviously it's gonna sound, I get mad nostalgic about it. Do you know what, like, I just feel like the more time that I spent in New York, obviously the better it's got every time. Yeah. And you know, like once you know like the, the spots to go to for like food or to go out for a drink or whatever else, but like New York is so cool, man. Um, so I've, I'd probably say East Coast, yeah. man. East Coast for I, me. I, th I think as well, like you say, it's kind of like, you know, I've been, I can't, I don't even know how many times I've been to New York, but it's like every time you go there, you're, you remember certain areas and you familiarize yourself with different things and you're like, then you learn something else and you're like, yeah, this is like, you know, I remember when I went to New York for the first time, I was like, I don't understand like the underground on the subway. Yeah, now yeah. it's just like, yeah, I understand it's grids up, down, left, right. That's it done. But it's, um, yeah, it's such a cool place. And like, I think with New York as well, you can kind of like just walk around it, can't you? Yeah. Like, it's one of them places where like, you just don't mind walking around. Yeah. Like, you could literally walk like 100 blocks in, in a day and just be like, yeah, that's fine, yeah. man, I enjoyed it. Because it's, you everything's kind of off the film yeah, set, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Literally. Um, so what about a third one then? A third one. Um, <laughs> Do you know what? I'd probably say um, Australia because I've done like I've done quite a few stints out in Oz and um, the whole reverse climate thing as well. With obviously them having summer when we're in winter, I think I'd yeah. go for that just because um, I've had quite a few sort of like nice trips out to like Sydney during like UK winter, and you go over there and obviously uh, everyone's out on the beaches and whatever else and. Yeah, I'd say Oz, man. Oz, yeah. like, cool, everyone's chilled, like, nice people. Um, Except for that long easy, flight, though, isn't oh, it? That flight is a killer, isn't it? Yeah. That is a killer I've flight. I've only done Australia once, but I just remember, oh, it horrid. Is, it's such a killer flight, man, but are you going to be complaining about flights nah, mate, once we're back? <laughs> Bro, once we're back. Like, once the clients are like, Kev, do you want to come out to Australia and teach a seminar? You're going to be yeah, like, hell yeah. yeah. I don't even care how many stops <laughs> I need to do. Like, that's fine. I'll do direct. Yeah, literally. No, that's crazy. So, obviously, um, modelling. You know, we, we've spoken a lot about modelling and what you do um, for your career. But is there any mm -hmm. other stuff that you do as well? Like, you know, outside of the modelling? Because, you know, like you're saying, it's such a you know, last minute type of job. So it's like mm. on a day-to-day -day basis, so let's just say if you're not doing anything, you know, what is it that you get up to? Like um, PlayStation? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? My PlayStation broke. I don't even play it. <laughs> I don't even play it, man. But uh, it broke during lockdown. So I kind of took it upon myself to try and fix it, man. But um, now, nah, do you know what? Like, I like, 
I like training and I like fitness. I think me and you have had so many conversations about buying gym gear during lockdown. Yeah. Um, I like going out running, playing football, uh, just staying active. I think, I think that helps like massively, like mentally as well. Just sort of like mm. going out for a run, or like for me playing football, or just like having a workout and doing some like pull-ups and whatever else. Yeah. One obviously it keeps you healthy, but I think as well like it just keeps you like it's a good de-stressor. Um, so I think that's like a nice thing to sort of like do with your day, especially like when you got like a day off, like yeah. like you were saying like at the start, man. Because obviously you're not working every day, so it's nice to sort of like be productive in a sense, and then after that you can do whatever because yeah. like you've done the good bit for your day. Um, yeah, sports like ma massively into sports. Um, I do like photography. I'm mm -hmm. trying to get myself into photography, but I've got like a little film camera and I yeah. sort of like zip around when I travel, I try and take that with me and get a few like nice little shots. And then uh, that was another little like lockdown project where yeah. I had like photos printed and then turned into like little prints for the house. Yeah. Um, actually a question yeah. that I want to ask you actually, t touching on about fitness as well, um, and because you travel as well, because mm. you know, same situation like myself, like how do you, how do you tend to find like fit your fitness within when you travel because don't get me wrong like you know we can stay in like some nice hotels where you're going to have nice gyms yeah. and nice equipment but then you know i'm sure you've had it where you've yeah, stayed yeah. in areas where there's no gym like so nothing. uh do you know what like i think with me i always try and pack like obviously like my running trainers i'll pack them with me uh and like a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and mm -hmm. i'll just sort of like i'll try and get out like asap especially if i've had like a long flight I'll generally sort of like try and get out on a run and go for a workout like straight away to just mm. sort of like one like wake the body up a little bit especially after sort of like sitting down on a long flight but then two also just to sort of like refresh because yeah. I, I feel like getting like a sweat on or whatever like helps me massively just in terms of like acclimatizing as well mm -hmm. and you know like sometimes when you land at like an awkward hour or whatever or like with time time zones i feel like knackering yourself out yeah. probably helps trying to adjust yourself as well, yeah. yeah i find that when i go to america like i need to like actually when i go to america i just need to just go to a gym straight away just to like get it out of my system you know have a workout and yeah. then then i like you said i just feel a little bit more energized you know yeah do you know what like because like a lot of the times obviously like when you go out for a job you just go out for a job and you spend a few days there but mm. Like, you know, like on, on my end, cause I've had a few sort of like trips where I've been there for like a month or like six weeks or two months or wherever it's been, you know, like I feel for me, I like to get back into my routine ASAP. Mm. So I just try and like transfer it over to like wherever you are. So like if I go out to New York, I think generally I'll try and just sign up to a gym on like the first day, second day, whatever. Yeah. Um, and just try and keep flowing with like what I naturally do in London yeah. anyway. And I think that massively helps anyway. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I think that's, that's the important thing, isn't it? It's trying to find a routine. Yeah. Because you know, when you don't have a routine, I think that's the thing, you know, like especially with us being locked down here in the UK, it's trying to then having to adapt to what we're used to doing. Mm. So it's like having your routine of whether you're going out for a run or going into the garage or your kid's pay playroom, you <laughs> know, yeah. like having a workout, you know, that sort of thing. Because I think it's easy to get out of the routine and then just be like, oh, do you know what, sorry, I can't bother. Especially with the weather being so cold. Yeah. You know, last thing I, w I really want to do is go to my garage in the freezing cold or go out for a run because I'm just like, 
And that's, that's, that's sort of like the difference between that first lockdown as well, wasn't it? The first mm. lockdown, because it was sort of like spring, summer, it was warm. You were sort of like, you were cool with going out. Whereas yeah. this time around, it's freezing cold, it's raining. Yeah. We've had a few days of snow and you're sort of like really tested yeah, yeah, yeah. to sort of like see if you actually <coughs> want to like train. And yeah. it's so easy just to say no, because it's obviously like yeah. way warmer on your sofa yeah. than it is outdoors. Yeah, so that actually leads me to my next question. Um, and I guess like a lot of people that I'm sort of like talking to is always talking about COVID because, you know, where I'm kind of interviewing people from different industries, it's kind of finding... You know, how has COVID one affect them through their work? Mm. You know, have you had to change it? Because, you know, I remember you saying to me, you know, like sometimes the client's asking you to actually record or like do stuff, you know, so it's all virtually now. But then also, you know, I guess mental health, because, you know, myself, like I'm struggling, I am struggling and I have struggled because it's having the opportunity to travel the world, see so many people, especially with mm. what you do, you know, like with Fashion Weeks, you know, that hasn't happened for like a year now. And it's like yeah, to be in that buzz of like all those people and do you know what I mean? Like, you know, how, how, have, how have you kind of like coped with this whole situation? Yeah, like I coping, think- Coping, should I say? Coping, yeah. Um, do you know what, like I feel in general, I try and stay sort of like positive and whatever else and like, those little things like playing sport and whatever else, speaking with like family and friends and loved ones, like that's definitely helped man. But like COVID's, COVID's like literally like it's shut down the industry completely, man. Mm. Like you're kind of in the same boat as me, whereas like hairdressers and barbers, like they've had a tough ride, man. Mm. Like from, from the get go, like when barber shops were shut, man, like they were probably the last to reopen. And then they probably had like a month where they were like allowed to stay open and then they got re like reclosed or whatever. Um, yeah, like the, mo the modeling industry, obviously like no real sort of international jobs are going on at the minute. Um, have you been traveling since? You haven't not, traveled? I've not, I've not had a single flight since, uh, since March, since March last like year. It's come up a year. Um, <clears throat> I was supposed to fly out to New York and then um, literally that was like, the early time of COVID, like mid-March last year. Oh yeah, I remember, yeah, remember? I remember, yeah. And then, um, like, I think I actually caught COVID, like, came down with it, I was ill. And then at the time I was like, oh man, like, what's gonna happen with my flight? And then uh, Trump ended up shutting down borders, the US borders. Yeah. And then obviously, like, um, the airline uh, issued a refund. But yeah, since then, man, it's just been so stop-start, um, more stop than anything, man. and. You know, like all the businesses are trying to sort of like readjust and keep to the rules and whatever else. But I mean, like the high streets are shut. There's no shops that are open. So yeah. it's almost like, is there a point in like spending money on advertising yeah, yeah. on high street if like no one's really there? If no one's there. wanting to spend money as well, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, man. So like work's just been like, yeah, work's been awful for the last year and like, I guess like the positive of it is that like everyone's in the same boat. So mm. you've got to put it into context for yourself. It's not like just, not just you, you yeah, it's yeah, yeah. not you, man. So it's like, it's everyone, everyone that I speak to, everyone's in the same boat. And I mean like, the other thing that's kind of kept me positive is that like during the last year, there's been a few options that have been floating around that have been sort of like good money jobs or like mm. good clients. And that kind of makes you feel like, all right, cool. Like it's not all dead. Yeah, just there yet. is. There's things out yeah, there. Yeah, so you just gotta 
I feel like you just gotta stay like optimistic and I guess just be ready, man. Be ready, yeah. like as we were saying, man. This industry so last minute in general, anyway. That like you just gotta stay ready, man. And I think that's what sort of like also motivates me to sort of like stay in shape and like stay on top of the training because you know it's a lot of it it's is like, just doom and gloom, yeah, and yeah. it's doom and gloom, and it's so easy just to fall into that whole mental state of like I can't be bothered I can't be bothered yeah. so yeah it's getting trapped in that hole and then you're just going deeper and deeper isn't yeah, it yeah that's it man but yeah man like no obviously I've had no international job since like places like the US are obviously shut we can't yeah. fly there Australia's been closed down um, obviously Italy was like a big big place for like COVID like in the early months weren't it and then um, yeah just like at the minute we're pretty much like solely reliant on like the uk market but mm. then obviously with all the restrictions in place it's like there's nothing really yeah, going on is there it's been a long ass year man it's been yeah. a long ass year and I mean, but it's just it's just crazy like how fast things are going i you know you think man this is you know we're in the middle of february now march yeah. next month it's and that's year. literally when it started here you yeah. know it's just to think buddy oh you know we've been through this a year but like you said you know it's trying to remain as positive as you can and just trying to you know just to think like when things do get back to normal or some sort of normal yeah. you know because things will eventually get back to not how they was you know things will be different but i think it's just remaining positive and just like you're saying trying to keep as occupied as you can and you know, I guess fitness, you know, that, that can really help, you know, especially for your mental state as well. Yeah, I just think like, like you said, man, I think staying, staying busy just helps, man. Mm. Just finding whatever will keep you busy. Yeah. Um, sort of like help you get through this, man. Yeah. But so any other future plans for you in or outside of the industry? I mean, like, have you got any uh, ideas? You know, that whole question, where would you like to see yourself in five years time, you know, type of thing? Do you know what, like, I'm, I'm a bit like you, and I'll, and I'll say this, like, what? Right, right the way you're in, just, yeah, no, but do you know what, like, that's, that's, that's like the one thing I've always like, really sort of like respected about you and like rated about you is that you sort of like put yourself into any, like, a lot of things like you got your hands in a lot of different pies like you try mm. you try yourself at like quite a lot of things and you're very good at a lot of things right like Thank you know you. you're not just a, a hairdresser barber like you're a sick photographer you know like you're you're great at like training and whatever else so that's all like different avenues that you could go down in man mm. and then obviously like now this might turn into a thing for you as well man and i kind of feel like with modeling as well you come across like so many different people from like so many different sort of like walks of life and like the contact that you sort of like pick up along the way i feel like it would be a massive waste if you was to ever just sort of like walk away from the industry mm. like so i don't know man in, in terms of like the industry obviously like i'd love to stay in the industry um, but then also, you know, whether that's potentially going down another route of like, I don't know, being a, I don't know, like a producer or mm. like a photographer or whatever else, you know, because you've picked up a lot of skills along the way that can be sort of like transferred to to another part of the industry. Yeah. But then um, I'd also like to have something um that's my own sort of like on the side anyway, just to keep busy, man. Cause I feel like the one thing that this industry sort of like 
gives you is a lot of freedom. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's it will be a waste if you didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Okay, so any future plans after you uh, decide to finish modelling in all of the industry? Something else to dabble in. Yeah. I might want to be like a Formula One driver. Oh, man. <laughs> Get me a job if you can do that. Nah, do you know what? Um, I think... Obviously, like the good thing of having been in the industry for so long is that you build up like a decent sort of contact list. And obviously, even the people that you meet via the industry all come from different sort of like walks of life. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel like it would be sad to just sort of like fully walk away and um, leave all of that behind. Yeah. So I mean, like, I feel like you could transfer a lot of the stuff into like maybe like, say, a production company or. You know, even if the photography thing actually went well and, you know, actually knew how to take a photo in, yeah. in focus. Uh, <laughs> might not go not down through manual. <laughs> Auto shoot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like maybe something like that. Um, sort of like to sort of stay in, in the game in that sense. Yeah. Um, so for your experience of like yeah. what you do, yeah. Yeah, just because just, just I think like if you've been in it for so long and obviously seen the different aspects of it you probably know what kind of does work what doesn't work um, mm -hmm. or you could sort of like advise others um or i could just be like a silver fox model and uh, <laughs> that's it <laughs> continue until uh, you, that's it. you can you can like touch up my receding hairline <laughs> okay cool yeah. so last question i want to ask you Last meal, what would it be? It needs oh to consist God. of a starter, main, and a dessert. Ooh. All right. Can I have... In any order you want to go. In any order I can have. Yeah. And can I just, like, just be pure pure fat and just, like... You, you can. You, you, the fat boy can come out of <laughs> you. All right. Um, I'll have a pizza for a starter. Okay. Um, and that can be, like, a, a capriccioza. Uh, I like that. So uh, ham, mushrooms, something along them lines anyway. Yeah. Um, for for my main, um, have I have I ever have you ever been to Jacob's Pickles in New York? No. I swear this is like a restaurant I'd love to bring over to London. It's like a soul food spot. Okay. Uh, and they do all like fried chicken, um, mac and cheese, oh. waffles, whatever. Um, but they do this insane. Um, buffalo chicken mac and cheese right so it's like spi slightly spicy chicken with mac and cheese oh my god it's like it just wipes you out you know when you f when you like finish a meal and you're just ready to nap yeah that's literally like what it does man it's so good man and the food in there is like so good mm. um, I think I'd do that for like my main and then um, for dessert do you know what? I think I'll actually just go for like a, just a tub of ice cream, man. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just have a tub of Ben and Jerry's, man. I was debating about mixing it with like brownies, but I think, do you know what? Just I'll just get a spoon in the tub. It's just like... Just annihilate yeah. a whole tub of ice cream. Oh, mate. Just literally just yam it all. You wouldn't have the, like a brownie and then just dump it all in there and then just start eating. No, no do you know what? I, feel, I think I'll just go for the ice cream, bro. Oh, crazy. But I think in general, like I'm more of a... I think I prefer savoury to sweet. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I do like sweet food, but I think in general, I'd rather like a, a savoury snack than sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's crazy, isn't it? Like how your taste buds change as you get older, isn't it? <laughs> crazy. All right, so Dejan, thank you very much for no joining worries, me in the man. chair. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in once again, and I'll see you next time.